We heard Richard say not too long ago that at Sunfest this weekend, and here's the thing to think about. We're not pointing at Sunfest. We're just pointing at events that happen at Victoria Park because so many do throughout the summer. They're fantastic. Home County Folk Festival is coming up. Rib Fest is coming up. But we have garbage cans. Richard didn't feel that there were enough that were accessible enough. And I got to agree. And this happens with a number of things. You could be in downtown London and you find yourself with garbage in your hand. And you think, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. And if you're lucky enough to pass by a receptacle, sure. And there are receptacles for recycling and garbage and things. I appreciate those completely, but do we need more? I think if you're walking down a city street, it's not bad. If you're actually out now away from downtown, I think it's a bigger struggle to throw something out because a lot of businesses have taken away the garbages out front of their business because then people just use it for public waste. And they have to change it, and they have to dispose of it. So that's something that has become an issue. So garbage cans and washrooms, for sure. One of the things that we don't necessarily take into account enough, because for some of us, it doesn't become an issue in our lives enough, is accessibility. And that's something that we want to talk about right now. Jerry LaHaye is an author, a blogger. You know him for not wearing pants. And he's also a Londoner with a keen eye for making things better. And he joins us now on London Live. Jerry, I love that that's the way you live. Keen eye for making things better. Because that's the best way to be, is it not? Uh, Agreed. We can sit and complain and and moan on on social media and stuff like that. But we need to be more solution-based and and see if we can't work together as a community or as partners to, to make things better or to tweak things just a little bit. Okay, well, let's look at Victoria Park when it hosts events, because Sunfest was once again a smashing success. That kind of kicks off all kinds of things that will be playing out at Victoria Park over the next few months. When you look at, say, accessibility issues with Victoria Park, is there anything we could tweak there and make it better? Well, yeah, like, oh, Sunfest, it's one of my, my favorite festivals, and it was, this is my first time down there in a, in a wheelchair, and, you know, there's some, it, it, it's popular, it's crowded, it's great, I love it. However, you know, there are some opportunities that I saw that could make it that much more enjoyable from an accessibility standpoint. And while I was down there, I did, you know, I obviously with a different set of lens that I have that I could see things a little bit differently. A lot of folks with, with uh, in wheelchairs and, and gate aids and, and um uh, you know, lots of phones with uh, or lots of folks with uh, with helpers that were trying to get them around. And there's some areas that I found a little bit of a challenge to get around in a wheelchair. When I when I first got down there, there was a a, um, a jazz group that was playing at the at the North Stage, and you know, it's a park, it's mostly grass, but it's a challenge to get through in my manual wheelchair over the tree roots to get out to the grass to see what was actually happening. Okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah, like, you know, like, I, I, you know, being that I'm as stubborn as I am, I'm not going to sit on the sidewalk and not see what was going on. So <laughs> I ventured out. Many people don't have the ability or the strength to do it like I do. And then, you know, there, uh, we're, we're a friend. I was with a friend, and, and uh, we're going to head over to the beer garden. So I stopped to use uh, an ATM. And with the heavy rains that we had had the night before, the, the ground was, was, was muddy and, and, and really, really sticky, and it was a challenge to get through a wheelchair. 
you know, a couple pieces of plywood would have made it that much easier to, to access. Um, they had a terrific beer garden and a great Latin band that was playing out on, on um, the one stage. So we ventured into the beer garden, and you need to buy a ticket to, in, in order to, to get a beer. Well, from a guy in a wheelchair, I couldn't get to the ticket stand because it's up over the curb and then up onto a, a, a sidewalk. So had I been alone, there's no way, and obviously I don't drink any anyways, but had I been alone, our folks in wheelchairs would not be able to access the ticket. I'm sure that the helpful folks at SunFest would have come down to help, but, but the point of the matter is, is that we, we prefer to be independent and, and self-reliant, and it would have been easier to access. Jerry LaHaye joining us, author, blogger, pantsless guy. Now, even before we get back into our conversation about accessibility in <laughs> London, uh, for anybody who, who is not familiar with you being a pantsless guy, what does that mean? It's just, you know, it, it's something that started as a joke years and years and years ago that I've always, because I was in the business world of war suits, and I've always hated pants. And now as a double amputee, I don't wear pants because, first of all, I don't have legs that get cold anymore, but it, it, pants are a pain to get over the prosthetic legs. So we turned it into this big joke, and it turns out that there's more people in London that, that enjoy being pantsless. Like, obviously, I wear shorts, but we even have a pantsless breakfast club that, that meets uh, about once a month, and we just gather to, to, to enjoy each other's company, and half the people there don't wear pants. That is outstanding. There should be more of that. I'm not a pants fan either, to tell you the truth. I will go and I'll put on shorts and run around the house. I'll have even a shirt and tie on sometimes and and still have shorts on just to avoid putting the pants on until I absolutely have to. What is it? Where did we come up with these things anyway? I don't know. What to, I think it was a, a comfort thing. 30 years in the food and beverage business, besides being in suits all the time and hot, it's just, you couldn't wait to get home and rip the suit off. And... and Everybody that knows me knows that it's an inside joke. It's nothing weird or, or perverted or anything. It's just that pants and T-shirts, that's the way to go. And now that I'm in the situation that I am, it even works year-round. So, Well, Jerry, keep that up because a meeting of pantsless people in London is something that needs to almost be promoted. <laughs> so that, that I absolutely love. Let's look more at, at accessibility because, like you say, you're able to see this firsthand. So whether it's a couple of pieces of plywood over some wet, mushy ground – how about the rest of the city in, in being around the city and in traveling around? How is London doing overall for accessibility? Now, you know, I'm going to preface this by saying that you know, I, I sit on the city's accessibility committee and uh, you know, I just recently joined that. But my relationship with the city and trying to get things done in the city is terrific. The city has been wonderfully uh, responsive. Many, many counselors that I address issues to are quick to, to act. The problem in this city is just like from a basic infrastructure standpoint is that it's aging, it's a little bit crumbling, and there's over 3,000 kilometers of, of sidewalks. We can't see and fix everything all the time. When I, like, I spend a lot of time wheeling around the city because I, I enjoy being out and I'm not going to be held hostage in my home, but sidewalks and curbs are, are, are problematic. And when I, when I identify a specific area that, that is in, in, in real, of real concern, I address it through City Hall, and a Band-Aid solution is, is taken care of very, very quickly. Back on April the 1st, just after leaving uh, the prosthetic company to get fitted for a new, uh, a new leg, I hit a curb 
as I was crossing the street and I went down and, and split my leg wide open. And, you know, the first, your first you know, reaction is anger. Like, you know, the city, you know, you just want to get really, really angry. But that's not going to solve the problem. And the problem, and, and, and it also boils down to, and I'm writing a blog about this right now as a paying the bill, is that it's a costly fix. We can't fix every sidewalk, every curb in the city. I see new designs. I see that they're doing a much better in designing a, a safer passage. But it, it's a problem. Downtown especially is, is a major problem with cobblestone work that, that was done 25 years ago that's crumbling sidewalks. That it was, you know, As a pedestrian, you don't really notice that when they're on that much of an angle, but you're wheeling down. And, and, it, and it's a struggle. Again, luckily, I've got the strength, body strength to do it. Many don't. Um, tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock, I'm going to be down at Richmond and York, and I've invited folks to come and try wheeling a block or two in the wheelchair to see what this problem really is about. That it's not just some old pantsless guy that was complaining. It's just that we've got issues here that need to be addressed. However, we need to have the will, the political will, to spend the money. And like you say, you can't possibly fix absolutely nope. everything. But is there, if, if we really paid attention to, say, downtown core, how much would that help? Well, and, 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 and here's the thing. We build this wonderful Dundas place, and, and we have the festivals in the parks. And if you want to attract everybody in, in active transportation, and whether you're, you're, you're disabled or not, there needs to be focus. The downtown core... I, like, I'm excited about what's happening. I really am with Fanshawe and the shops. And once the construction is done, it's going to be a beautiful downtown, and I want to be there. But the, when the sidewalks are in the state that they're in, it, it presents a real challenge. And I'm not the only one that shares this view. Now, with BRT on, off, on, off, we do, I don't know exactly what the plan is for downtown sidewalks, whether it's Dundas Street, whether it's Richmond Street, King Street. I've, I've asked City Hall to look into it. I've asked um, uh, Ward 13 Councilor to look into it. Josh Morgan is looking into it from a budget standpoint. Nobody's made any promises, but they know that it needs to be priority to get people downtown. The short-term solution, is, and it's a little costly, is to fix the sidewalks. The longer it, it goes um, unattended, I think we're going to have bigger problems, and it's going to become even that much more costly. Gary, it has been phenomenal talking with you. Tell us again, tomorrow, what time and what place are you encouraging I, people to come and, and try to wheel around the city? It's, 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 I be, will be at the corner of York and Richmond outside the U Cafe at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. And it's just meant to give like, like, like the lessons that I've learned spending time in a wheelchair. You know, I'm calling the blog uh, Wheel a Mile on My Wheels. Love it. And it's just like, have a, have a, come down, have a look. I, we did it with one person yesterday at Richmond and Central, and she failed miserably. And, and hopefully the more people that see it, the more that we understand that we do have a problem. And let's see if we can't come up with the money to fix it. Jerry, we'll do this again. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, Mike. Have a great day. You too. Jerry LaHaye, author, blogger, meeting monthly with London's Pantsless Society. Absolutely love that. And, yeah, we'll head down tomorrow. York and Richmond, I'm not sure if I'll have time to to give it a try, but certainly we'll see how that is going tomorrow because I think that's brilliant. Wheel a mile on my wheels. Jerry, thank you even for setting that up because you don't realize what something is like until you do it. 
And we've seen this with the London Bicycle Cafe. What have they organized? They've organized rides to say, you want to see what it's like to ride into the city during rush hour on a bike? Here's what it's like. And you see how drivers are not used to dealing with cyclists. Drivers do not like dealing with cyclists. Up until recently, London's bike lanes have basically been non-existent. We've seen big strides made, and we'll see more once Dundas sorts itself out. That will be kind of the bike lane. And then, unfortunately, we're going to have to see everything that's been put down on King Street kind of ripped up. But that's kind of the way it goes. King Street was meant to be temporary. But this is totally different. This is now accessibility. This is dealing with conditions of sidewalks. And I love how Jerry spelled it out. There's 3,000 kilometers of sidewalk in London, Ontario. You're not going to be able to make every little bit pristine. And some of them, like the one that apparently has Maryland's footprint in it, I have to go and take another look. If you missed it, Marilyn called in earlier. It's not her entire foot. It's just the kind of the heel and the ball of her foot that is somewhere at Queens and Mornington. So... Some of that you want to kind of preserve, but at the same time, you want to make sure that the streets are accessible, that sidewalks are accessible. And we're not even talking when the snow comes, because that can be very difficult as well. After a while, if we get big snowfalls, where are you going to put the stuff? You know, you've got it piled up, but we're talking about the condition of sidewalks, the condition of curbs, and what it would take to actually make those accessible for individuals who need it. And Jerry's going to make it Very easy for us to have an up-close look. We'll do that tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., York and Richmond, if you want to stop by. So that is Wheel a Mile on My Wheels. Jerry, thanks so much. We'll let you know what is still ahead on London Live. We're going to talk organized crime. We are also going to talk about some water safety. And I do want to get to the U.S. women's soccer team and their plea for equal pay. Because immediately when you hear that, you're inclined to think, wait a minute, wait a minute. Equal pay, okay, but equal pay among national teams, yeah, but the men's game, that's so much more popular. So, of course, they're going to be bringing in more revenue. And with that, they deserve a larger amount of money. Well, if that's what you're thinking, hang on, because that's not right. And I don't mean right from a equal pay standpoint. I mean those facts are not right. This is Global News Radio, 980 CFPL.